Dude, you know what's crazy about the number 87? When I think of the 87, I think of you. 1987. I was seven years old. And I met my first uh, redhead in Mexico. I'm what? kidding. <laughs> Just uh, totally made that up. Uh, welcome, everybody, <laughs> to episode number 87 of the Eavesdrop podcast. Today, we have my uh, younger brother, Mr. Nick Maniak Kirshner. Um, this episode is sponsored by Curology, and I'll tell you a little bit more about Do you do skin? You have good skin. Do you do skin routines? Um. I just use <laughs> I just use lotion every day. It's like a S SPF fifty and I just use it. Mm. I do have nice skin. For as long as I can remember. For as long as I can remember, I've always cared about my, my skin. I don't know if it was because growing up where I did, I saw a lot of people fucked up faces. Okay, with uh with weird skin that I, I just always took care of it. I wash my face at least five times a day. I get crusty ass eyebrows, so I have to. Yeah, it's These? weird. Like right here, yeah, it gets crusty, and and like also skin, the like side of skin. Also, yeah, uh -huh. also the side of my noses mm -hmm. or noses, my nose. So that's why I really use it, but just can't be looking. I can't be out here looking crusty. Nah, dude. When you're 41, the way that I am, do you think you're gonna look at the? Where are they? Point them. Where are they at? Where are the wrinkles? Unless I smile. You don't see the crow's feet. Is it? Black don't crack. Brown don't Mexican crack. Mexican don't. Mexican don't wrinkle in. Mexican don't wrinkle in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about curology as we get into, into the podcast. But um, I, I always wonder, do you, Maddie? No, you, how old are you? You better start, dude. Yeah. You better start. The other thing that made me want to do that, too, is like the fact that I fish so little now but at the time i was fishing a lot being in the sun all day long getting your ass beat and i'm talking about the sun beating on you hat or not you're getting beat up because the sun reflects off the water the way it reflects off the, off the snow etc cetera, etc cetera. my hands are the ones that have seen the most uh damage i from my, your pro call of duty days from my pro call of duty days and also i don't know what it is but they're like super super wrinkly bro let me see yours we'll get it we'll get into your I guess some finger? of this talk later, but when I was using a lot, oh man, my hands were fucked. Like it was like scary how fucked my hands were. Like they were all like bent out of shape. My skin was like super tight, like veiny. My the inside of my hands were all crusty, mm -hmm. and like the skin was super hard. It was so weird. Isn't that, isn't that what I don't it, know. like some of those do do that, right? Like uh, I know Seth when Seth had uh, the acne problem back at sixty fifty, and he was taking some uh, some medicine. Like it dried him up completely. Like everything. Like his the side of his mouth was like really uh, crusty. Gross. Um, what do you, what's the name of that? Accutane. That's what it was called. Accutane. I anyway, I, I was lucky enough to through high school. Like every so often, I get a volcano, but then I would I would curse it. As, as I Is would, that a pimple? Yeah. So I'd be in the mirror, right? Doing my thing, through my hair, getting it right. And then I'll see a pimple. I'll be like, oh, I get so mad. I'll be like, I'm cursing this pimple. Anybody that points that I was getting three in return. Everybody be like, ah, yo, what's up with that 
fat ass pimple, white head. I was like, <laughs> you're getting through return. I cursed it this you morning. You curse it? Yeah. That is fucking hilarious. You know how you enchant pickaxes? I enchanted my pimple to give Fortune 3 to those who made fun of it. Well, I think that's like a Mexican thing, isn't it? No. Like there's... curses and all that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Do you have? Do, do you? Do you whites have? Uh, do white people? Yeah. No. Right. It's guys, okay. It doesn't offend us. You can call us white people. I literally just say whites. You whites. See, that's racist. No, it's not. That's all they say it here in in Texas. Anyway, do we what? Do you guys have curses? Nah. Nah. I've talked about this before, uh, and I don't know if it was on a podcast that got viewed by a lot of people or was one of those like uh, more obscure ones, um, but. In Mexico, we have oh, it was the 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 Justin Rackley one where we talked about aliens. The entire podcast, that shit was fucking fire. Uh, it was one of those days where YouTube took a poop and it didn't hit sub boxes or whatever. But it was one of my favorite ones. We have in Mexico growing up. You did it in Mexican chick. So did she ever tell you any weird shit that? Um, I'm sure she did, but I just know. But I never listened. I, I just <laughs> kind of. Um. But I just know she would always talk about like curses or like bad like energy and like she would take the what's it called? You like light a stick on fire basically. Oh, oh you, you, like what's that called? I, I forget uh, the word for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like it's, wave it around your body and shit. Wait, watch you start down there. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, bro, it, Mexicans, I don't know what it is. It's culture and all that. And, like, I get it, right? Like, it, it, we we were an advanced civilization from the beginning, right? The Aztecs, the Mayans, like, all that. So, obviously, they were in tune with their spirituality. They're, you know, they're astronomers to begin with. Um, they invented the concept of zero. So without zero, no computers, no nothing. So, you know what I mean? It's it's verifiable. Like, I wouldn't talk shit. It's All verifiable. Right. We come up with the concept of zero fourteen hundred years before the Indians did. Uh, the Indians from India did astronomy. Same thing. You know what I mean? We are the dawn of so civilization. So this world is built off Mexicans. Mexicans. I mean, think about it. You know, you're welcome. World mentally, spiritually, physically. I, don't know about, I mean, think about. I mean, I, I don't know. I think Egyptians like have a lot to say about that too because of uh, of of their technologies back then. Like the electricity through through what was it, uh, orange oranges and some vinegar inside a vial. It was fucking crazy. I've watched way too many shows. Anyway, where I was going with that is that we have like, for example, I'm gonna give you one example. Growing up, now, this is in the 1980s. Okay, before internet, before information, before I safe to say maybe even. No, telephones existed, but obviously it's Mexico, so not everybody can afford a telephone. Uh, But if it stormed outside, like if there was a storm a-brewing, lightning storm, everybody in our household would go and put towels over mirrors because blocking mirrors would prevent lightning from hitting you. No bullshit. Yeah. How How is that any, like... Well, it's really easy for you to say now. With all of the information that's available to you in the palm of your hand, in 1982, really, I don't have any information, and that's still not yeah, something I would if do. If you grow up as a kid, if your parents say, "All right, let, let me tell you this," right? Like I'm just trying to put together how a light, how lightning would hit you because of a mirror. Yeah, oh, well, like deflect off of it. I don't or know. Like, Why would it attract it? Why would it attract it? What tsh, What happened? I, well, I, I can I can only imagine that one day somebody was standing outside on a ranch. 
looking in the mirror and he got struck by lightning and it reflected in the mirror and ever since then it spread across all of mexico that said put some fucking covers over this shit and if you're mexican and you weren't born before 1999 before 1993 you have no opinion on this okay so i don't want to hear like oh, what we never fucking heard of that shit no you didn't you didn't live in mexico the way i live in mexico in the area in which i lived in mexico this is truth gospel of pope so even when you're in the house you would still do it yeah well because yeah, you all think the mirrors, you could get struck by lightning yeah in the so house? all of all of you know those those dressers that have like mirrors mm -hmm. yeah like we would all go over and put blankets over Damn. there yeah, that's, funny. It's, that's one. What's the other one? Um, okay, if you're pregnant, you can't go outside during an eclipse because that's what causes cleft lips or the cleft lip. What's a cleft lip? What's a cleft lip, Matt? It's a uh, it's cleft palate. Thank you. It's essentially like your deformation of the upper lip. It's sometimes connected to the to the gum. It's it's, it's pretty. Uh, Luckily now with technology and, and medicine, like you're able to have cosmetic surgery to fix a lot of that. But a lot of kids, unfortunately, but I don't know if it had to do with the eclipse or not. But it did. It was a thing, right? Like there's so That's many. So weird. Yeah, bro. No, the thing is, like they rule with fear, right? Like they and, and I think that it started out as parents just being lazy. Uh, maybe not my parents, but yeah, maybe my parents too, where they would make shit up to make sure that you went to bed early and. And it's it sort of like developed into like the Llorona. Have you ever heard of that? Your girl never talked mm -hmm. about La Llorona? Maybe. I don't know. Not a good listener. Is, is Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary in the United States, have you heard of the legend of Bloody Mary? Like look in the mirror, Bloody Mary, yeah, Bloody yeah, yeah. Mary. Yeah. Just don't say it again. See how you stop? <laughs> you weren't going to, right? You weren't going to say no. it. Because I was like this. I looked in the mirror and yeah, I did yeah. it. Uh, okay. So in Mexico, there's a thing called La Llorona. It's about, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a woman that drowned her kids and then drowned herself and she didn't realize that she had drowned her kids or whatever because she was in a t state of panic attack or what i don't know the fuck i don't want to know the story um but every so often you hear i miss hijos which means where's my or like where are my kids or some well, that's direct translation is like oh my kids or oh my children but it's if you hear it close to you it's far away but if you hear the 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 cries far away she's really close and on tiktok just this past week i've found a lot of pranks going on with that where you have like an old parent sitting outside and a kid with a fucking bluetooth just plays it and the dudes just like completely freak out like old people freak out and just fucking run inside it's really really good like it's 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 a belief so harshly embedded in every mexican kid and person's dna that you don't even repeat it i don't even know what the like i don't remember it's like don't look in the mirror say it three times and then what happens what's she, she, she appears behind you but that that's where the story stops that, dude i'm pretty sure as a kid i did it i was like fucking bullshit and i got trolled yeah it wasn't true yeah Dude, it was it, to me like to this day. I don't watch scary movies. Do you watch scary movies? Uh, I just find scary movies. It de it depends on the scary movie. Like Paranormal Activity, I thought that was real footage, so that shit fucked me up. Cause I was like, what, eighteen? Paranormal Activity? Yeah, yeah. That shit fucked me up. But like you, the typical scary movie, I don't watch because it's just like corny to me, and it pisses. They scary movies piss me off. Because it's like, 
people would just do the dumbest shit to get caught. It's like, why? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it's just like, I hate. I'm not falling and I'm not hiding in a closet. Shit I'm... like, shit like Saw, I like because it's like. Psychological thrillers. Yeah. But shit of like, Exorcist? other scary. Exorcist. Kind of. Shit that like seems a little believable or could happen. Yeah. And it's not just people like doing the dumbest shit to get caught or die or not running away and just I don't know they piss me off. So I like I don't know I I like the I guess acting of it, but I don't like the I, how it's how they're written. Mm-hmm. Like I I want shit that like thinks outside the box like really what's a good scary movie that you've seen in the, in the last couple of them that made you say like yeah th- that was a good scary movie i haven't watched a scary movie in so long but i do watch like i really don't even remember last time i watched a scary movie um i don't really watch movies in general to be honest i kind of watch fucking i'll watch comedians and cars getting coffee mm-hmm. on netflix That's scary yeah <laughs> <laughs> or YouTube videos. I don't really watch movies. And if I do watch a movie, it'll be like... I like just mindfuck movies. Of like, what I think is going to happen does not happen. And even what I think is... I'm like, okay, they want you to think this is going to happen. Yeah. So you think something else is going to happen. But yeah. they want you to think that something else is going to yeah. happen. And that something just fucking completely random happens. Yeah. Have you seen uh, Revolver by Guy Ritchie? Um, I feel like you might have recommended that have. one time. So it's it's the one that like mind fucked me the most. You should watch it. It's really really good. Uh, Jason Statham's in it. Is it Jason? Yeah, it is Jason. Is it Jason Statham? No. Uh, yes, it is. Anyway, um, The Exorcist. To give you an example, right? The original Exorcist was a film done in 1973. Okay, in 1973, I was negative seven years old. In 1984. Almost a decade after the movie was released, when I was four years old, my two aunts, my my mom, my dad's mom, my dad's sisters, um, they showed me that movie. Right, <coughs> so I'm four years old, and they that four- shit'll fuck you up. Yeah, it fucked me up forever, dude. Like to this <coughs> to this day, I like I just opened it, and I got traumatized just looking at her. You know what I mean? Like I got I got fear in me. Isn't that based off a true story as well? I don't know. It's loosely based off of something. Just like anything else, right? Everything's based off of something. Uh, but because of that, it ruined my entire, my entire everything, right? Like, I don't watch movies where there are ghosts or paranormal demons. Paranormal activity yeah. fucked me up. I, 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 I wouldn't Until watch I them. found out the footage was fake. You know which one fucked me up? Uh, Blair Witch Project. That's the one where they, like, go around with, like, the just, vlogging. like, hand. Yeah, yeah. three vloggers. Yeah. yeah, three YouTubers pre-YouTube. Um, and what's even more messed up is that it was being shown in like very limited amount of theaters. So we had to go from the suburbs to the city to watch that. And I was like mind blown because I don't, you know, witches, uh, like the way they filmed it is such a genius. Like I just got the chills thinking about it. No bullshit. I did. Um, but I don't, I just don't do well in those scenarios. If I can't punch, like if, I, if it's a monster, like call it Freddy Krueger, call it, even though he operates in your dream and it's whatever. Freddy Krueger, uh, Jason, Jason. Jason, was it Michael Myers? Michael, yeah. Michael Myers was the other one? Jason, Freddy, and... Voorhees? What's Voorhees? Jason Voorhees. It doesn't matter. Um, 
But like those, I'll watch because I, I can defend myself. I can outthink them. But if it's a ghost or a demon that can possess you or something like that, I can't do it. I'll watch zombie movies all day long. I love zombie movies. They don't mess with me. Like, I, I it doesn't bother me. But when you put The Witch, for example, my my brother like watches a lot of scary movies and lets his kids watch a lot of scary. Well, not a lot, but lets his kids watch some scary movies. And I'm just like, how can you? Like, how are they? How are you that brave that you can do that? When Scump started to use my iTunes. All he would do is buy scary movies. Him and his. Would That's own- surprising. Yeah. Scump's a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> he can't watch gore. Like, he can't watch Jurassic Park because somebody's, like, body was dismantled or dismembered. Like, he can't watch that. Uh, uh, Midsommar, have you watched that? Mm. You, Bro, that's fucking crazy. So he watched that one. And I'm like, how can you watch that but not... Uh, something where there's like a war movie because yeah. you don't like to see blood. Jude's the same way. You know what I mean? But Scump is traditionally a very gullible person, both good and bad, right? Like you can tell him something bad, he'll believe you. Tell him something good, he'll believe you. Yeah. Which makes it like easier, yeah. right? And when you do stuff like, hey, Scump, come over to my base, check it out. And he says, no, you're going to kill me. You're like, no, I won't. But then he shows up and you're <laughs> like, God, now I'm going to kill you. That. You know, then he that, takes that clip, puts an ad on it. And tr- then, trust issues. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, um, but, yeah, I, it, it's, it's, a, it's a cultural thing that has forever and always made me fearful of that sort of scenario. <laughs> I don't watch them because, like, my brother says, my brother says, and we'll bring my brother in for some, like, for some par- paranormal talk. I don't want to do it, but every single time my brother, like, says, he's like, yo, I just experienced something. I'm like, yo, shut up. I don't want to hear it. When some, when my my siblings and my mom and my dad start talking about like that shit, I cut it off. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't even want to hear us say, I don't want to hear it. Has anything ever happened to you? Once, yeah. Everyone has like one story. One that I cannot explain. One time in Wheeling, Illinois, which is where I grew up. That's the first town that we moved to from Juarez. We lived in an apartment in a, in a condo complex that was right next to a cemetery. For all of you from Wheeling, Illinois, it's the one, it's the, it's the Amico on, or I think it's the Amico still. It might not be, but it's a gas station that is on Dundee and Wolf. There is a gas station, then there's a, a veteran cemetery, and then there's condos. We lived on the first floor of the, like, our driveway was shared with the, with, you know what I mean? Like, I can go from here, and then the, I see graves right there. Anyway, there have been several instances in which our dog at the time would like my mom would be cooking in the kitchen and then the dog would like start running towards her, growling at something that it wasn't her. So she'd be like, What the hell? So she'll look behind and the, the dog's just like growling at something at the air, right? And I, I, I was never told this until I told my story because they know that they can't tell, they can't share anything like that with me because I will have such a bad time. Like, being me. I, I, it will be on the back of my head the whole time. So this time, I got up in the middle of the night. I went to go take a pee because I slept in the living room because I wanted to give my, I, I gave my brother and my sister the, the room. So my dad and mom had their room. Uh, Pedro and Bianca had the room, and then I slept in the living room. I came in late all the time anyway. Um, but this one time, I remember I got up. I went to the bathroom. Everything's dark. And on the way back, I felt this. No bullshit that hard. You heard, I heard it, and I felt it right here. And I turned, I turned around. If I showed you my nipples right now, they're like this, right? I have goosebumps just talking about it. 
I literally turn around and there's nothing there. I get in, I get in, I was gonna say I get in my bed. I get in the couch and I put my covers over me. I was sweating. Wait, how old were you? Uh, 16, 17. Uh. Yeah, so I, 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 I couldn't have been fooled as a kid. Okay, I could not have been fooled as a kid. So I'm sitting there and I'm, I got, I got the blanket over my head and I'm just like in fear. I'm cold because of how, how scared I am, but I'm sweating because of how hot I am under the blankets. And I just could not like get over that. Since then, I literally choose to never talk about any paranormal activity. Has anything happened to you? Um, when I was, I would say like nine or ten or something, living at my stepdad's house. Um, what kind of house? So, um, just like a regular two-story house. So I'm on the second story, even though that has nothing to do with this. I'm in my bedroom. <clears throat> Me and my brother have bunk beds at the time, and he's on the bottom. I'm on the top, and. It was probably like midnight or like 1 a.m. or something like that. And I'm just, I'm laying in bed. I don't know why I was awake. I think I like just woke up randomly. And someone, I think the door was already open, but then someone walks into my room. I'm like, what the fuck? Wait, okay. So are you awake? Yes. Lights I'm are on? I'm a, lights are no, off. No, lights are off. And everything's pitch black. No, no light coming through the window, nothing. Uh, there's a little bit of light to mm -hmm. like see. Yeah. And like, and. It's a small room, so, like, I'm on the top bunk, like, laying this way, and my door's right here, and I just see someone walk in. And they walk in, and they stare at my mirror, and then they turn around and just walk back out. And it, like, kind of gives me chills just talking about it. But <laughs> it was so fucking real because, like, I've had plenty of sleep paralysis things happen to where, and it's just like, damn, that's sleep paralysis. Like, I remember one time I was with Mike, and we were in the hotel room, and in the hotel room, this, like, black shadow comes in and, like, just starts coming towards me. And I'm like, ah, ah. And th but then I wake up, and I'm like, God, fuck. But, like, there was none of that at this time. Mm -hmm. So, like, to me, it was just, like, I see someone walk in. I'm just like, oh, shit. And I, like, I'm just so scared. I don't yell or anything. I'm just like... They just, like, stare at my mirror, mirror for a couple of seconds, turn around and walk back out. And that was the weirdest shit that has ever hap happened to me. And, and like, were you, as, as he, when the person or the shadow or whatever left the room, did you, like, fucking stand up, turn the lights on? Nope. You just fell I asleep. I just fucking laid there, like. Still? like yes. Yeah. Just fucking frightened. Jesus. And then just, like, I guess fell back asleep eventually. I, I, I don't know. What uh, yo, Josefa? But I've been telling that story since I was like thirteen. Yeah. So it's like, and it's so simple. It's not like because a lot of times people will like think back to stuff, and it's like stuff that didn't happen, or it's like they'll just kind of forget exactly how yeah. it went. But I'll it's like forget. so simple that like I know exactly how. It went. I will never forget. And it's always stuck with. I me. have a, a sister that that uh that sleepwalks or used to. That's scary. Yeah, her, her name is Jen. Shout out to Jenny. Bro, you're, uh, so Josefo is uh, from Mexico. He's Spanish. I could, I could tell from the second that he wasn't real Mexican. Then he confirmed the fact that he doesn't eat spicy food, and I was really disappointed. Have you, uh, do you have any <laughs> weird, um, what, what are some weird things? Did you ever hear about putting uh, blankets over mirrors so you didn't get struck with lightning? Okay, what else, <laughs> have, you, what else have you heard that's, that's weird? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anything weird? Anything weirder than that? Nah. Has have you ever experienced anything weird? Oh, I don't want to hear. It. What's the what's <laughs> what's the weirdest Mexican superstition that you know of? The one that's just like God. That's so dumb. But maybe that's what I think. Yeah, it is. But well, like, that one. Like I remember with Linda, I would like say stuff like that, just like what, and she'd she be would like, no, she'd be serious, like no, like I'm, no, don't play like that. You can't, <laughs> you can't play like that. It's like no, that, the, no it's like, like even even if there's a chance, like obviously like science and common sense would dictate and point towards the fact that it isn't real or it's impossible in this metaphysical world or universe that that could be a possibility. There are. Like the fact that there could be a chance, it might be true. Like, just makes me not want to even like do it. There, like, I don't. Talk do you believe in like spirits or souls? And Paige, do you believe in spirits or souls? She says yes. Do you, Manny? No, not really. To you, <laughs> fucking white person. Um, I do. Like, just on like an energy type level. NRG. Because I feel like when people die, or just people in general, like what you're made up of, like broken down from like the atoms to the fucking mm -hmm. below that, it's just like energy. Mm -hmm. um, and everything is made that we know of in the universe is energy. And all of this energy came from like sort of one certain point at one time. So it's almost like everyone's energy is kind of connected coming from somewhere, even though Ancient it's been debris. like millions and billions of years. Yeah. Everyone is connected in some sort of way. It's, I was going to say, especially someone like, like, I feel like um, when my mom passes away, I'm going to always feel her somehow. Like, it's just, it's like something you can't even explain. And like when my dad passed away, there's like something that it's like i guess it's because like i'm him really <laughs> but like i don't know there's just something about it to where i always feel like even if my mom passed away i wouldn't there's still things that i like say like fucked up things that i still wouldn't do because like something about her energy is still around like yeah, no, I get a hundred percent. Most of the stuff that I do, I do with like if I'm about to do something, I maybe everything that I do, I always have my parents. Uh, now, now Jude is part of that same feeling. Like I have those three, those three set of eyes looking at me, like my mom, my dad, and then Jude. You know what I mean? So every single time I'm like I'm thinking about you know something like. Uh, I don't even know how to explain. Like, for example, going to Mexico, right, As for my fishing trip, like, immediately the first thing I thought about was my mom. My mom saying no. My dad saying, just be careful. And then Jude saying, you know, just be careful. But I, I know exactly what you mean. It is, it is, I, I know exactly what you feel when you say, like, you are your 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 dad, essentially. Like, you that, that connection. Like, I, I see Liv, and I know that's me. You know what I mean? And that's, like, weird, right? Because I want a kid. Do you? Loki, yeah. <laughs> I've been having like baby fever lately. Oh shit, ladies, are you still single? Yes. Uh, at Optic Maniac. Yes. Okay. If you hit got, me if, up, ladies, that yeah. watch Hex's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one. We try the same thing for Dashi. No action. <laughs> DMs dry. Um, baby fever. Do you think you're gonna have kids? Yeah, I'm gonna have a kid. It's fucking one way or another. Um, I'm gonna go for like the baddest of baddies. Yeah. 
just to make sure my kid looks good. Mm -hmm. Then if I can't get one, I'm just going to have to keep going until someone's going to want to bang me. Yeah, someone, someone somewhere. <laughs> and so I need a kid before I leave this earth. You need like, to leave something behind? Imagine a little Neak. Yeah. What a, like, I just know he'd be the coolest. Do you? Uh, we were talking about on the he Optic. better be. We were talking about the Optic podcast. So uh, now I changed. Now I know it's going to be you then. Because we were wondering, like, who's the next person to have kids, right? Like, if you think about everybody in Optic, like, Karma and I are the only ones with, with kids, right? Like, the, there's only Optic Bella it's and suck Optic whoever Live. does have a kid. Why? I don't know. I feel like, like, once people have a kid, it's just like, okay, they're kind of, like, gone yeah. from, like, your life. I don't know. I have a kid. I'm always here. You're different. But, like... Like, just imagine any one of us or who I always think would have a kid first would be Flame. Flame Sword? Yeah. And I don't know. I just think when, rightfully so, when you have a kid, you just kind of like, you start your almost like a new life and you kind of. You think that. Just distance. Yeah, you think that, but like, I, uh, like, priority number one is always like live, obviously, right? Live my marriage and then optic. But when you have like when you're so close to all three of those things, like it's it's part of your life, your everyday process. Um, and I like I know that I don't spend enough time with uh, with Liv and Jude, both of them. Uh, and I also know that they understand, but I also know that there's like a little like I wish you know Dad spent more time here. Um, but it it doesn't really it changes it changes a lot of people like very very hard and, and and it depends on the partner that you also have with you right like judith is a very understanding woman she is very very common sense she's very like you know direct like we're she understands everything so that made it easier for me to be able to do the things that i do like navigate the way that i do with the freedom that, that i navigate under uh but i i don't know some some people do just disappear off the face of the earth like i feel like <clears throat> when i have a kid i'm gonna like not not want to ever leave like i feel like i could just like hold little neak and yeah. just be like what if you just have a like girl? fucking with them uh same thing yeah until they get older girls are different think, don't be a fucking what? slut <laughs> that's all i'm scared of is having a girl and her being a slut well there's nothing wrong with that I mean, there, like it's, there's it's, not it's, it's a bad connotation the way you say that it's would a, just suck yeah well why having a slutty daughter don't call her that dude you can't call her that. Yeah, I can. I mean, she's yours, I guess, but you can't. You know what I mean? Like, I'd still love her, but she'd just be. You'd just be like, but she's what? Well, she's like, she's like, she's like you, right? She's like, she's very, very good looking. So obviously, she's gonna have different, different partners. It's, yeah. It's, it's nature, dude. Yeah. My 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 mentality on that particular thing has changed throughout the years, but only because Judith has like instilled it in me, like you know, common sense. At some point or other, she is going to have a boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like, and you're going to have to be okay with it. And I'm like, fuck that. No, I am not. You want to bet? <laughs> like, you know, I was like, nobody tells me what to do, period, already. You think that I'm allowed to be, I don't have to be okay with nothing, first of all. But it is a thing, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. And, 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 you know, by the time that you have a kid, and you know, I think society is going to get to the point to where people aren't going to be fucking, I don't want to call them bad names, but people aren't going to be morons. And put the same sort of stigma on women who have a lot of partners. Like it's their right. It's their you know why why yeah. can we be hunters? I don't and not necessarily. That? I don't have a problem with like 
promiscuous girls. Promiscuous boys. In fact, I don't have a problem with promiscuous girls or the fucking horny girls or like <laughs> girls that just want to like have multiple partners from because from like a natural selection human yeah evolution fucking like it's just built in you and like that's just what humans did especially mm -hmm. before like these last few hundred years or whatever like i'm sure people were banging all the time um what was my point oh i don't have a problem with that i feel like what i uh it's some if if they're honest with it mm -hmm. then like i can accept that yeah but if they're like if they get caught like three side dudes like i can tell and you her boyfriend what <laughs> I, I don't know if this really has to do with even what i'm saying but what pisses me off is when girls have a only fans account mm -hmm. but they tweet <laughs> about being depressed okay and it's just like like no wonder like you're taking such a like easy way out and you're you're like sell you're literally selling you naked for guys to pretty much beat off to mm -hmm. and i don't think that's their mentality but that's essentially what happens that they're not being honest with themselves then um but to do that and then to like I don't know. I feel bad because I don't want anyone to feel depressed and shit, but it's like girls will take that easy way out of like just letting everyone see them naked just for like quick cash. But then they'll like talk about being depressed and every OnlyFans girl I see on Twitter, it's like her tweets are always sad or like I'm alone. I'm, I feel so alone. And, and it's just like, well, fucking stop. Like, stop doing that and yeah. what actually pisses me off. <laughs> and the thing is, I have no problem. If you want to make an OnlyFans account, go ahead. Um, but doing that and then having a kid and knowing that kid. If my mom would have had an OnlyFans account and I had to grow up and go to school with kids with phones and iPads and <laughs> fucking. You, you came from. Like yes. And my fucking mom's, like, everyone at school can see my mom naked. Even, like, porn stars and stuff. I definitely don't. I mean, I watch some porn, so I guess I support it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, fuck. That's the most human thing there is, though. Up, it's, it's only okay if you're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, when somebody else is doing it, it's like, oh, you have a problem. But, but if you to, do, you know what I mean? To grow up with a mom... That like you know you're surround you're the people surrounding you like your school or like all those kids are gonna be seeing your mom naked you're gonna be getting clowned on all the time it's, you're gonna like it's just it pisses me off that they're doing this but what if they stop it pisses me off that they're doing it for this quick cash if they genuinely like to have sex and don't give it they're fuck, exhibitionists yeah. And they don't care about being on camera. Like, they actually love to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are my favorite porn stars. Yeah. But if they're just doing it for this quick cash, yeah. and, like, they know the type of shit that's going to, like, be on their kids and all that. Like, if I grew up with a mom who was a porn star or just selling herself naked, um, 
and I had to deal with all that, it would be so shit unless she was just like the realest motherfucker ever and was just like, Nick, this is just who I am. Uh, like, you're going to have to accept that. And uh, like, I like dick. <laughs> so for the record, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that like dick. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. As as long as they're like honest with it and just like real about it and But it's that that's like that that part is so part of being human, right? The the the, the And sexual I know attraction. I'm contradicting myself no, in ways. In, 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 I know what you're saying. In, like in certain scenarios I know what you're saying. But the, the, the sexual attraction, that's just something that's embedded in your DNA that you have nothing you have almost no option on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you like what you like and that's that. You know what I mean? Uh so yeah, I don't know. I uh, I don't even know how we got on that topic. I don't know either. Oh, having a daughter. I went off in a yeah. <laughs> I went off on the tangent. We went from little Niak to. I'm playing with Niak, just his arms and shit. Yeah, and then I said, "What if you have a girl?" And then that's when we spun out into this this crazy uh, conversation. I I figured at the at the at the ripe age of 19 years old, 1999. I don't know what I what it, what it is that I saw in the news or what I saw or what I heard or whatever, but I said I'm like, man, if like, why do I care? You know what I mean? I was sitting there reading or watching something that I said I'm like, that's none of my business. Yeah. I mean, like, like that person is never gonna affect me. When I would hear about you know this relationship in 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 I went I went to college for maybe like a semester, but when I would hear like bullshit about a relationship happening, like I didn't I didn't go into the 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 drama of it. I'm like, oh my god, or fucking be like, I'm so anti gossip and so anti just like talking shit about other people that I just like it, I I very early on I said. If it's not hurting anybody, like who the fuck cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? In an era where where homosexuality wasn't accepted as it is today, right? Like even back then, I was like, it's none of my business. You know what I mean? So I feel like what kind of turns me off about it is that they're hurting. They're like, uh, like I said, unless they're like perfectly comfortable with it and happy with it, then yeah. go ahead. But if like. It's it's like everyone I see is just like depressed and they're like hurting themselves or they're gonna eventually hurt their kids mm -hmm. or if they have kids yeah if they have kids but, but let me let me let me ask you this question right let's say somebody is but they can't live for someone else they can't yeah but but think about this let's say how, how I mean you're twenty seven nine twenty nine think about this right twenty years ago was the last time. In theory, that your mom posted an OnlyFans post. It has been 20 years since that has been in the internet. By it, within those two decades, you could have erased all history of that. I mean, yeah, there's obviously going to be like little pictures here and there if you really look for them. But unless you're like a super famous person, like I don't think anybody would fucking notice that. Yeah. So I don't know if kids or women who are doing the OnlyFans things like right now, like I don't think that. In theory, if you think about it, like they could do it for the next year, cash out, erase fucking everything. Nope. They're gonna be there forever. Watch. What money's too good? They're screenshotted everywhere. Like you're gonna be able to find your fucking if your naked pics are on OnlyFans, yeah. they're are, like they're there forever. They're gonna be out for the rest of your life. Who watches pics now anyways? You know, it's like there's it's the moving yeah, pictures, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Know. Moving pictures, like who? Like I don't I think about how many people do you think still buy like magazines? Who do you think is like no people, one? Yeah, who buys like VHSs or DVDs of porn? I've only thought about subscribing to one OnlyFans, and that was. <laughs> <Who>? <laughs> Can you say who? Uh, 
her i mean she's not like a gamer girl or some girl on instagram who i have just always found to be so attractive name? i'm just like i have to see you naked name uh her instagram name is like boots of feline or something but i just always had a thing for her and i think she has only fans i was just like i want to see you naked but yes her okay um and you have no oh you haven't no i've just thought about it la to austin texas oh shit really yeah she's got i don't know maybe, maybe there is hope out. yeah maybe there's hope um yeah again you know it's 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 one of those things where like man the the amount of the, there's so many worse things that that people c you know could be doing not only that but then you like i don't even want to go into this into this uh this next or this what that topic would have led to right like the oldest uh the oldest profession in the world right like uh like prostitution that's not that's not legal like why there are millions of of people out there that are so socially awkward that they would never like do it but they still need that release right it's a human thing you can't control it's in your nature and when you sort of like vilify or say that that's not a thing like that puts a lot of people in situations to i don't know live an unhappy life i don't know that neither here or there okay i'm not i'm not i don't want to turn this into something crazy let me uh on that note let me kick it over to the sponsors um i don't know <laughs> I, I just i just think that that, uh, <laughs> that that everything that is regulated the right way like there is a possibility to make something of it right like i i again if it if it if it is not hurting people and if it's not uh negatively impacting kids in your in, in your in your example like it's there is there things man like it's there it's their body somebody I, I was i was doing a panel once at a college and somebody asked me, he's like, hey, what do you think of titty streamers? And I was like, I don't think anything of it. That's none of my business. If, if a woman chooses to do whatever she chooses to do. Oh, if I was a girl, I'd be sexiest. I'd be a. I'd let my titties hang. Yeah. I, my answer to that was like, what she chooses to do is like her business, none of my business. Again, as long as she's not hurting or whatever, like it's it's none of my business. You know, who are we the fuck to say? It's like, yeah, don't show titties. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, and and I don't know. I, just, I I hate having those sort of discussions because I'm too. I don't care about it. That I don't want. You know, I don't. It, it always turns into something like more than it shouldn't. Anyway, uh, let's let's kick it over to the sponsor really quickly, and then we'll be right back. All right, so Curology being the sponsor of this week. Uh, Curology is something that I personally use, obviously. As you can see, the 41-year-old baby face that you see in front of you. Curology makes skincare effortless. They create custom skincare formula for your skin goals. Uh, they've also got a cleanser and moisturizer that are easy on your skin and super easy to use. Most of the time, I get home, wash my hands, wash my face, and then I go out about my day. I'll have dinner with the family. I'll go play some video games. And then when it's time to go to bed, that's when I really get into the skincare because I care about it, okay? Now, in a in a place in which I am always in front of the camera, I want to make sure that the, you know, fighting the age factor is something that I obviously take super, super uh, seriously, right? Everything ships right to your door, and your first 30 days are completely free. You just have to cover five bucks for shipping and handling. Uh, sign up for Curology in minutes by sharing your skin type and skin goals. And licensed provider can create a custom formula made for you, like one personalized formula that's literally for you. 
whether you're struggling with acne, dark spots, or just wanting something simple and straightforward. Uh, they've also got amazing products that you can add on to your subscription. Uh, acne body wash, emergency spot patches, so you can uh, do it up. Keep it simple, you know, something super easy. Uh, I, again, personally, forever and always, I've always taken care of it, uh, of the skin that is, whether it's my face, my, my body. Doing a lot of fishing, right, like lately, especially in the last five years, like I see how it affects my, my hands specifically when I'm out there on the, on the daily, just, just reeling in, reeling in and like getting beat up by the sun. This definitely uh, helps with that. So I'm super happy to say that we're sponsored by them. Yeah. Uh, if you're ready for your healthier skin and a routine that makes sense to you, do what I did. Give Curology a go. Go to Curology.com slash H3CC for a free 30-day trial. Just pay for shipping and handling. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash H3CC and unlock your 30-day free trial. See security.com for all the details, which will be listed down below as usual and as per usual. Anyway, back to my man, Nick. So, uh, again, huge shout-out to Curology for... Uh, for hooking it up on the sponsorship and also thank you for the product i do use it uh, and i'll continue to use it i do care very 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 much about the appearance you know what it is about me though too is that i'm i work in an industry in an industry where it's super super young you know what i mean the other thing that i always get mad at is that we my generation my 90s generation came up with streetwear you know what i mean so for somebody to say it's like you shouldn't be wearing like that you're fucking 40 i'm like first of all i got a different suit for when i need a suit you know what i mean i could be whatever but my generation invented it you don't get to fucking tell me what to do with that first of all i'm 40 years old you're never gonna tell me what to fucking wear secondly we invented it so fuck you you're the copycat yeah <laughs> you know what i've realized lately because i've had to shut with all the fucking storms and shit around this area I haven't been able to do laundry, so I've been buying shit from, like, Walmart, and I don't give a fuck, yeah. like, if it's big or what, but I've been buying, like, big because everything's fucking sold out, so I have to get, like, an extra large fucking crew neck sweatshirt, and I'm like, it's comfy, and it's like, damn, I've been wearing, like, tight-ass pants, and it's like, you know those jeans that, like, just don't really fit anymore, but you fucking... No. <laughs> 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 but you have to like squeeze in, button it, and it's like your fucking tubby hangs over the button, and it's just like tight. So the last decade, and it's been or like two for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been, and it's just like so uncomfortable. But like wearing like my outfit right now is straight out of Walmart. You couldn't tell. Besides, besides the fucking the heat. Besides these, and even I showed these on stream, and they were like those from Walmart, and I'm like they kind of <laughs> do look like some Walmart <laughs> shoes. Way but, to go, Kanye. Yeah. But I fucking, I'm like, damn, I might be off the, I might go back to the 90s and just yeah, fucking wearing fat ass, big ass, baggy. It's going to come around. It's going to come around. Everything is cyclical, man. It comes and goes. It's, it's, it's always like when my brother was in high school, they were doing the, the, uh, the, the pin, the, the pin, the, what do you call it? The pant leg pin roll up. Like it's really thin. And my brother, I, I would look at him like, I'm like, what the fuck? What are you, 1993 again? Because that's when Jenko, Z Coverichis, uh, you know, you name it, uh, Jenko, Gecko, like all those hammer pants, like were, were going on. And here, here's my brother wearing that. Hitch wears hammer pants all day long, 
right? So that's the all that's the that's the other part of this thing, right? Like the all everything that people are wearing now, like I've already worn as a style twice in my lifetime because I'm that old. First the original time, then when it came back, and then a third time now when the millennials are bringing it back, these little high beasts. Um, but that's like that's that's the whole point of it, right? Like the fact that these kids nowadays were paying premium prices for championship for champion hoodies and sweats bro no bullshit champion was whack when i was a kid i, I bro you, i i had to get that for gym i'm like 14 bucks for sweatpants and hoodie yeah put that in the bag i'm yeah. wearing that every color blue black and that's it yeah, yeah blue and black no grays no grays no whites no reds you just because just blue and black period so when it came back and it's like yo champion this champion that i was like Phew. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that, it's been cool. Yeah. Or that shit in 1996, 97. I remember I used to look at Champion like it was like whack because when I was growing up, it was like Jordans and Nike. And then as I got a little older, Adidas started being cool. And then fucking a little older after that, now Champion's cool. Yeah, New Balances was what I, what I wore New Balances as well. New Balance was a huge East Coast, like sort of DMV area, like Maryland, Virginia, Jersey, PA, um, New Balance was a big, like yeah. the dad, almost like the dad, sh well, just New Balance in general, people yeah. would always wear. The, New, New Balance was like the, the, the de facto shoe, shoe wear for every graffiti writer that I've ever known. Every graffiti writer that I've ever known has always worn New Balances, and that's why I like New Balances. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it, I've liked every single, the only, the, you know what's messed up? And I'm glad that it happened the way that it did. In high school, I couldn't afford Jordans. My parents couldn't afford to buy me Jordans. So I never wore Jordans, right? But now that I can and I wear them and I buy them, how the fuck is that a basketball shoe? Yeah. And Jordan actually played in and those. Jordan actually played in them. He must have, his foot must have been like this thin, yeah. right? Because my, my foot is like fucking hold, uh, well, not Hodor's. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Hodor or or uh, Bilbo Baggins. You know what I mean? Like it's just a super white foot where I'm just like, man, that shit don't fit me. Yeah. You know. So when I I wore my my cause fours to TwitchCon, the only time I've been to TwitchCon, I wore them from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Bro, my pinky came home like this. Yeah. My pinky toe was just like, yo, never wear them shit. There's again. some Jordans though. I don't know the numbers and shit by heart, but there's some Jordan, like the Jordan, I can't even describe it, but there are some Jordans that I put on. I'm like, damn, I could ball in these. No. But then there's other Jordans where I'm like, nope. No. Like, there's not a single Jordan that I could play basketball in. I'll have to show you or look it up. Fucking, I don't have my phone, but I'll show you afterwards. But there's some Jordan. It's just fucking, let me see. I could tell, like the Jason Kids is one that I wanted that I never that I never wore the ones with the I want bubble. The Alan, I want to bring the Allen Iverson questions back. with the honeycombs. Oh, I wore yeah. those. The the ones that I wore all the time were the Tai Chi's by N One. Like N One was my brand growing up. Like that was like the N1? brand. N One. Yeah, <laughs> I just bought some N One pants from Walmart. Did you? That's still around. Like think about that. That's just still around. Vince Carter won the nineteen ninety whatever dunk contest on the Tai Chi's. And it was like the first time that I've ever seen anyone like at that level uh, dunk the way that he was dunking. So immediately I became a massive fan of it. Um, but yeah, like I, it, 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 my basketball shoes had, had to have like a, a wide, it, they had to be mids, not lows and not highs. They had to be mids and they had to, I don't know, your socks couldn't be showing. So I would fold my, my tube socks 
like down my foot to make them like ankle socks. Um, but yeah, I don't. It's the Jordans are not the Jordan Elevens is what I put on, and I'm like, these are actually like comfy. Yeah, I I, I disagree. And I like want to. I would. I'd like almost want to play bat. I honestly might. When you we should, start you our basketball try. league, yeah. You should try. You should Fuck at least it. try it just so you can regret it and never but I'm do like, it again. Damn, these shits were like. There's not a single Jordan shoe that I would ever fucking play basketball in. These are walking shoes. These are stunting shoes. These are not jump up and then cut someone. What I don't get is the Jordan ones. Fucking how the original how, skate shoe. How was he playing basketball in those? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm glad technology happened because holy shit, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that I could ever. Aside from that, which is what I'm saying, look, like, all my friends, like my friend, like Eric, I think he had like every single iteration of that. Uh, but we never, like, I, I would see them. I mean, they look so dope. I wish I, could, I wish I could play in them. But then when I put them on and I started walking in them, like later on in life, I was just like mind blown at how bad of a shoe it actually is. And, uh, and uh, like for example, like uh, like the ones that you're wearing right now, those would be more comfortable to play in because they just seem yeah. much more solid. You know what I mean? I don't know. These <laughs> right are, on. <laughs> these are real comfy. <laughs> I don't know, but Yeezys like you couldn't play. You couldn't play in the like three fifties or the or, or yeah. any of those uh, V ones or whatever. You just couldn't. Um, it's 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 just not. I don't know, and I don't know if I could still play basketball. Right? Like you, 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 I don't know if I can play basketball. Period. We should go try at least. Yeah, we are gonna try. <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna be in a in a in a league as soon as COVID lifts. Fucking jerseys and shit. Have Roger on the sidelines recording. Imagine he like mics us up. So <laughs> Mike who? Like mics us up in the oh, basketball game. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking so they can hear. <laughs> That'd actually Holy be funny. Shit. No, let's not do that. We would I, get destroyed. All right, so it's you, me. I'm a obviously I'm point guard. Obviously, you're saying that just because I said it. no. But uh, I am the. I should be. Why? I, why would the? Why would the person with the best handles not bring the ball up the court? My point exactly, and thank you for finally admitting <laughs> to it. Uh, so we we have me, you. Hitch says he'll play, and he he's athletic. He plays soccer. He played basketball, so he's good. Flame Sword, obviously, he says he'll play, but who's our fifth? Because Maddie doesn't know how to play ball. I could tell. We need a fifth, a sixth, a seventh, an eighth. And well, we need the, the whole bench. We might need ten. Yeah, we just might need ten. Every two minutes, just swap an entire. Pamaj ain't playing. I've seen him hoop, and my goodness, he's pretty bad. Have you ever seen a freshly born giraffe? Exactly. That's Pamaj. Yeah. Now you put him on skates, though. The dude's a swan. The dude is just magical. On skates? Yeah, on ice skates. Uh, or have you ever seen him on ice skates? I've seen videos. I think that was interesting. Him. I think that was. Him. Well, actually, you I know would what? like to see that. I'm guessing it. I don't know if he can. I've seen him do. You know the 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 charity where he gives kids uh, you know uniforms and shit. That's that's dope. I want to see y'all rollerblade. I want to see me. You like see that? Everyone. I used to be hella good at rollerblading. Me too. Smooth as fuck. Ice skate. I mean, uh, regular skates and rollerblading. Ice skates, regular skates. I don't know about ice skates. Ice skates for skate. some reason. But put on rollerblades now, it's like, it's nah. so scary. No, nah, because you have a break. The, the, those you have breaks on, the ice skates are the ones that are like tougher. Every single time I've been ice skating in the last decade, my upper butt cheek on both sides hurts. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if it's, I'm standing weird or not, but it's, like, I'm just, some, it's so yeah, painful. Something with ass. the back. That I'm just like it's just not my thing, um, but yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm I'm excited to play this ball, man. I it's it's it was I identified all my life as a basketball player, 
know what I'm saying? Like you grow up and you're like, it wasn't, I'm not, I, I never said I'm like, I'm a graffiti writer. I said I'm a basketball player. Then, you know, as I got fatter and I started, you know, life got in the way and I had to get a job and I'm sitting in fucking corporate fucking ladder America and I'm just sitting there typing, picking up phones, eating everything in sight. That's when it's, it all, it all went to shit. But, you know, the stroke's still there. You know what I mean? It never goes away. When you're naturally gifted at being an athlete, it never goes away. <laughs> Which is why I always, I always say to Dr. Disrespect, this dude had the nuts. The fucking, like, look, I'm like, and I told him too. I told him, like, look. You're out of character right now, okay? You're not doctor. I'm looking at you. You don't have no wig on. Your glasses aren't on. I'm looking at Guy Beam in his fucking face at the bar, and I'm like, I know you're not going to bet me right now that you can that I can't score once on you for $10,000. Yeah. Is that what he says? He says, I'll play you up to 11 by ones. <clears throat> I'll have, you'll have, you'll have 10, $10,000. And I'm like, Bro, there's zero chance that I don't score once in, in, in what it takes you to score 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, unless it's make it, take it, and he just fucking dominates no. you. Even if it was make it, take it. Well, it's going to be make it, take it. Yeah, and he can, he can have ball. I'll let him open. Don't, I, I'm going to end the game. It's got to be entertaining. Yeah. But I saw him. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm looking at you. You're out of character right now. Okay? I imagine that would be a good video. If he no, actually came with like a costume or his fucking doc outfit no no one's i'm not gonna take him serious then i'm just gonna fucking lay it up on that him. would That's be it. even better there's i play too much basketball <laughs> to not score once on anybody in the world i don't know he's tall yeah so what he'll just d you up hard all the all the muscle that you see on him it's not real it's not muscle it's just fucking size in general just it's, he's just it's long. Air. It's air. It's just long. No, look, don't get me wrong. He did play college ball. No, no, ball. no. I'd like, I'd, well, I, let's we're going to see it. See, look, the, the beauty about this thing is that I, we're, it's going to happen. Whether it happens on camera or not, it doesn't matter. Well, I, I've never let no man say that I can't score once on him. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like, show, prove me that I can't. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, if, yeah. if I can't score, the fuck? All right, cool. But even in my condition right now, where if I go and jump and make a layup, I'm losing like two inches off my hops already because I'm carrying a good 25 over. I'm still going to score. There's zero chance that I don't score. Yeah. Zero chance that I don't score fucking once. Zero chance. Anyway. I how, believe. Uh, last, last part of the segment here. How, how have you been? You've been, you've been out, of, out the junk for a long time. Yeah. I've been out the can for almost a month now. Um, it's going good, though. Yeah? It's like... This is the most sober i've been in fucking 10 plus years like especially like completely sober no weed no alcohol no nothing i believe today what's today's date 20 24th 24th so i am 56 days completely sober 56 yep Damn. 56 days sober. And it's been it's been good. It's it, been has it been a easy. struggle? No, it's been easy. Yeah. Like what was a struggle was um the first just going to fucking rehab was a struggle. Why? Uh because that's like the first your brain is so like fucked up that and then they just like tape they just completely like rip you off everything. And they give you, like, the lightest amount of something for you to, like, not completely break down. Um, so the first, like, two weeks of that was fucking 
like just bad. Was it? The, did you have like withdrawals, like sweating and shit, like that? Yeah, like the first. I would say the worst part was like the anxiety, like the first uh, week I was in there, I was like freaking out on nurses day two, <laughs> and like um, day thirty, they're hugging just you and the crying on the way out. Anxiety and the boredom, like having because you're so bored. I was talking to someone uh, the other day about some treatment centers allow phones and i don't think you should allow phones because me all right so i'm in rehab fucking not a lot of phone the only 10 minutes a day right every like three or four days a week oh shit and it's not your phone it's the phone on the wall so you're not like texting people all in 10 minutes like you have to have like some numbers memorized or you can write them down and it'd be just be like my mom mm-hmm. was the only person I like talked to. Um, so you're just bored as fuck. And especially when you're used like being bored is easy if you're like getting high on something. But being bored is so difficult when you first start out being sober, because all then you have to like deal with your mind and your wandering thoughts and so just like the first week in there, and what I thought was going to happen was like, I'm going to stay to myself. I'm going to be in my room. Uh, but that's like the complete opposite of what happened. I found myself always kind of coming out of my room, always like wondering, making like friends in there, sort of being like the class clown in there. And just almost just trying to make light of my situation. But like the first two weeks was fucking it was bad. Like, I would try to be in my room because, like, I would get, like, social anxiety. And just going from always numbing myself of, like, that sort of anxiety to then just having to straight up deal with it, deal with it in a new situation and a new surrounding or with new surroundings, with new people. It's just, like, so overwhelming. But once, but I'm glad I was put through that because that made me, like, Anything, what, what's the fucking saying? Anything that you go through, you'll grow through or some mm. shit like that. Or, I don't know, something like that. But, like, just having to go through those situations made me comfortable with just, like, ever dealing with it again. Like, going to rehab and being forced. Well, I wasn't technically forced to do anything. It was just, like, if you're not going to comply, then you have to leave. And I was like, well, there's no way I can leave or that wouldn't have been good or, like, be forced to leave or that wouldn't have been good. Um, so I'm just, like, forced to show up. And, like, the I remember it's the first AA meeting that we had in there, which is, like, um every other might have been every day might have been every other day but like a few times a week we'll have aa meetings to where it's like we all gather in the lunchroom and we sort of set a topic or a tone for what we're going to talk about and then everyone just like kind of goes quiet and whoever wants to speak speaks yeah um and from like the very first day i kind of like like i just had to something in me just was saying to say something because like that was like a fear of mine of like being uncomfortable, so I'll just like be quiet and like tuck it in. So you would be as a as a professional Halo player, a person that's played on stage, 
a person that's been around people a bunch of times that want to take your picture, want to hang out, want to talk to you, want to ask you questions. You were still afraid of talking public? Fuck yeah. Then I still am. Like, doing, like, even during my Halo days, I would hate doing interviews. I would turn down interviews. Like, I'd be like, nope, I'm not doing it. Like, because then, like, a pre pre uh, match interview, like, I'd always say, no, I'm not doing it. Especially because I'd be on Addy, too. So I'm, like, more zombie-like and mm -hmm. fucking just more paranoid and more anxious. Uh, just having, like, all that adrenaline and stuff. So I'd always say no to shit. Like, I've only done maybe, like, two interviews in my entire Halo career. Even when I was on Optic, I was like, no. Like, Mike. Flame Sword. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was always, like, a... I made it a point to, like, at least while I'm in there... To try to like get the get the most out of it that I can. So like speaking, like there were some nights, like I was saying, we'd all gather in the cafeteria, and I made it a point from the beginning to like say something. It's just I didn't. Sometimes I didn't know what the fuck I was gonna say, but I knew I was scared to say something. But something deep inside me was like just telling me to say something like i had all this energy and like had to put it somewhere so from the very beginning i was sort of like talking publicly and like sometimes my like voice would be shaking and and like i'm just like tapping my foot and all that shit but like eventually i got comfortable and honestly up even up until the end i was still uncomfortable with like because I'm always thinking in my head, I don't know what to say. Okay, I do have something to say, but it's not that long. So, and like other people are coming with like five minute answers. And I'm like, shit, I don't, like mine might be like 10 seconds. And I'm like overthinking. I'm gonna, and then it got to the point where the end, if I'm sitting there thinking like, what do I say? How do I end it? What am I going to talk about in the middle? What am I, what are people going to think? Is this relevant? And then it got to the point where at the end, I'm like, just fucking... If if I, like, catch myself in that headspace, I'm like, just say something. And the start to doing that would just be like, hi, my name's Nick, I'm an addict. Yeah. And then I would just, like... Sometimes I would say that, and then just take, like, a five-second pause or something and just be like, all right. Yeah. And then I would, like, start talking about stuff, and, like, people... Everyone's just dead quiet, so it's like... Like, there was a few times where... I would start talking about stuff and like I could feel myself like wanting to cry and like so I'd like have to like take some take a breather and like everyone's just dead quiet and like very understanding and everyone's in the same fucked up situation. So it's like no one's really judging you. Like I met a lot of like young cool, Were you judging people? No. Yeah, but not really. Yeah, no. Yeah. If if anyone ever said anything, even I was even if I was like, uh, that didn't really make sense. But I would, like, be proud of them for saying something because I have, because I know what that uncomfortable feeling is like. So I'm, like, just proud of them for saying anything. doesn't matter if they completely fucking fuck it up yeah. or choke or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's what, one what of the, that's, that's a lot of people's biggest fear is public speaking. And it, I, it's still my fear. Really? Like, going to an AA meeting outside of here was still like i was like super nervous and like i wasn't even gonna say anything my first meeting i was just like let me just go yeah and then i sat there and i was like man i'm like nervous to say something but like 
the subject at hand I had like an opinion about. So I was like, so I have to say something. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And what I ended up talking about was like this exactly. I was like, um, I always come to these meetings and like, I don't really know what I'm going to say, but I, there's something in me to like say something. And it's just like, like even on the drive here, I'm always thinking like, what am I going to say? And that's like the anxiety that I live with inside my head. And it's just um, like, and I've just started learning. Like, I don't fucking care if I don't know what I'm going to say. Mm. If I feel something, which people and my psychiatrist told me was a spiritual awakening because they say a lot of that in there. Mm -hmm. But like just having that something that says to say something or just like me saying that and then afterwards having that calm feeling like even if I didn't say something that intelligent, I'd still be like, like tell myself like, good job. Yeah. And like this calming effect. And he was like, that's your spiritual experience. Mm. Um, so I've learned to start doing that. Start. I would always say I've the best thing I I learned in rehab was to, and it's going to be different for everyone, but for me it was to learn to express myself and not depress myself. Mm. Damn, that's deep. I um I wasn't worried from the beginning. Like even you getting out, like I wasn't worried. I. I it it uh it, it was an eye opening experience for me to see. I've seen addicts throughout my life. You know what I mean. Uh, uh, and I've seen bad ones, and I've seen people that are function. Like you, like when it happened to you, I, I I really couldn't believe it, right? Because you don't seem like the type that would fall into that. And and for a long time, I'm like, he's one of those accidental addicts where he just did too much of one thing that should have never happened, and it would have never happened. Uh, but when it happened to you, I was like, God, I'm like, damn, it literally can happen to anyone, right? If if you go down that path, it could happen to you. So, but I wasn't worried when you when you got out. I'm, I'm like, I knew that you were going to be. I was. You were worried? Fuck yeah. I was scared. Like, we would talk about how, and everyone in there is kind of the same way of like, towards the end of rehab, it starts getting easy in there. And what we're scared of is coming back to the real world, but being sober. So, like, I knew coming out, I wasn't going to relapse, which is the scariest part. Like, knowing I'm not going to use, I want to say I'm not, well, okay, I'm not going to use Xanax or Adderall for the rest of my life. And, like, coming to that realization was the scariest part because those were always my crutches for, like, uncomfortable situations. The Xanax always i was way more scared of not taking xanax mm -hmm. than adderall because mm -hmm. xanax like makes it seem like everything's okay so i was definitely worried about coming here and being on camera not on xanax and because i always was always not I, I, not one time some i i noticed the one time uh when you when you joined after mutineers but before that, that like, I was never... that was like a weird because i've taken more than that yeah and nothing like that has ever happened to me yeah but like you think it was the whiskey no i think it was being it was like fucking 10 o'clock in the morning and, and i took like, like a shot yeah you're like yo make me a drink and i was just like all right yeah. you're a grown man yeah uh but then that that was the one where i was no, just like it, it definitely wasn't the alcohol i mean you shouldn't mix benzos in sh what it was i didn't give it to him it was just a normal thing 
Yeah. It's... Right. It wasn't like a, like I knew he was on fucking benzos. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, drink this shit. Yeah. But you're like, you had just come back and you were like, yo, you know. Yeah. The other thing too is like I I I saw a difference in you. And nothing wrong with just having a drink, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is what it was at the time. I'm I'm glad you were worried. Like I wasn't because I knew that I don't know. I just don't like I keep an eye on you now, right? Like I'm I'm always like you know staring at you. I'm like like now, and I'm like if I see you fucking do one of these, I'm punching you. But like I see I I sometimes I'm like I'm like man, I wonder what 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 it's like. And then you'll be like yeah, like last night I was like maybe thinking about it. like I felt like I needed I was bored. I wanted to take something. I'm still I still get the urges like every night of just it's when I go home to sleep and I like. I'm not, I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to fall asleep for like a few hours. Then I'm like, God, it would be like watching TV is just not as fun anymore. Laying there on my phone's not as fun anymore. A lot, a lot of people, and, and, and I feel we're talking about this because I'm going into that industry. Like a lot of people should have gone almost the other path, right? Like if they would have just been given access to something that's not as lethal or as deadly as the shit that you were taking like cbd like fucking helps right like cbd would like allow you to fall asleep where you are taking something but it's not something that's going to fucking be debilitating when you you know what i mean like what, that, that sort of thing yeah what i think is my first step to uh because i was taking cbd i've been taking like a cbd oil like droplets i was doing that for a while then like that I actually do what I don't like is taking something and feeling nothing from it, like yeah. vitamins. Um, even though there are certain vitamins you should take. But what I think my first step is going to be for like at night use only, because a lot of people I'll get to that. Um but what my first step is gonna be is gonna be I'm gonna buy what I had before, which was the C B D pen with just like a little THC and because I really do just have a problem with falling asleep and staying asleep and getting good sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be my first dabble of having THC or something to make me not sober, mm-hmm. technically. Yeah. Um, my first dabble is I'm going to get to 60 days first, yeah. and then I'm going to do it uh, just because I want to. I just want to get to 60 days sober. Yeah. And then I'm going to dabble into a CBD pen with just like a little THC in it. Um, but what I know is going to be for, for sleep only. Like I can't do that shit during the day. It just makes me lazy. Um, but what I know I can't do and what I've learned is that dabbling into stuff like that It'll start out as like just every, just at night for sleep. Then I'm gonna wake up one day with nothing to do. Be like, uh, let me just smoke all day and eat. It's my day off. And then a week will go by, and it's like I'm not doing nothing today either. Let me just. Then I'll turn it to once a week. Mm-hmm. Then it'll turn into weekends. Then it'll turn like, and this will happen over like months. So if I ever then pass the point of only doing it that night when i'm laying there mm-hmm. and i'm it's like at least 10 p.m and i know i'm just gonna do this and like try to go to sleep and you think the recreational side is just not something that you can that you can like your mind can control or your mind can uh deal with you think it'll lead to something else um like drinks for I, example like like 
when we had the poker party and there was drinks around, like I'm in, in the no. back of my head, I'm like, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna say anything, but I'm gonna see whether or not he he's he's gonna drink. You yeah. know what I mean? I planned on drinking. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I really don't like I don't care. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not I'm not uncomfortable enough to have to drink. I'm surrounded by like people I know and long story short, moral of the story is I won that poker game. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like you they throw the scumper jumper. Yeah. And I was like the only one like not drinking. So it's just like Sobniak wins again. Yeah. Um it's a good message. But what was that talk? Oh, Ken, I very I I truly believe that weed is a gateway drug. But because it's just like getting high is getting high. Whether it doesn't matter what it is, like Prescription drugs, weed, alcohol, changing your mental state with mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. is a gateway to something else because you're going to feel what it's like to... Not all the time. Like, I've to never, to I, most people, yeah, no. Yeah. So for, for most people, no. Um, but for other people who maybe struggle mentally more than you or are just built differently. It could be in their genetics, whatever. There's something, we call it an allergy, to where it's like when you change your mental state with something, drugs, alcohol, fucking exercise, sex, doesn't matter. When you change your mind state with something, you get, you are now aware of what it's like to change your mind state and you get sort of a lot of people would just get a comfortable feeling of doing that. Like mm-hmm. they'll be more comfortable if they change their mindset yeah. or their state of mind. Um, so they'll just like find more ways to do that. Mm-hmm. And once they keep finding ways to do that, if you're like me, um, you'll find something else to replace that or to for something stronger. Um, and that just happens over a long period of time sometimes shorter than others but for me specifically now i'm so aware of that that i'm not afraid of i'm afraid of what damn what hurts my life and what patterns hurt my life and i'm aware of what doesn't if i just smoke at night or some cbd or whatever at night for sleep I'm very aware of like I still have con- like I'm still in complete control of my life. Now the second I start will that make me crave for other things? Not really because I'm for me specifically because I'm past the point. I'm at a point now where it's like there's no it's not an option to try other stuff. Um there's no no Xanax. I'll never take Xanax again. I'll never take Adderall again. It's just not an option. And once I like came to terms with that, that's when like shit kind of got simple and easy for me now. To where I'm like, like I can, I could smoke if I wanted to. Um, will that lead to something else? No, because that's not an option anymore. Um, same way where you say that you um, smoked. But it's never led to anything because I'm sure those other things just weren't an option for you to take. No, there were options. Like I've, I'm, I'm sure you had the availability. Yeah. But like to you as a person, you're like, nope, 
That's not going to be me. Uh, for, for me, and it was, that's not going to be me now. I've never, and th- all through high school, I didn't do anything. I was a straight edge. I found pride in that shit. I was just like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, I don't drink. I don't do any of that. Um, then I graduated, graduation day, 1997, whatever, June, July, whatever, middle of football field, smoked a joint for the first time ever. And then that's, you know, my, my fear was always that, right? Like it would lead to something else. But I've been around all of it. Everything that you can think of. I shroomed once, twice, twice, twice. Um, so in that particular scenario, it did actually make me want to try mushrooms, right? Because I was like, oh, shit, if this is like this, and this is going to be like that. So in, the, in that particular period, it did, but it didn't carry through. Like, I haven't touched shrooms since two, nine, December 31st, 1999. I know that because it was a very memorable experience. Um, so for me, it doesn't. Cigarettes, I've never had a single cigarette in my fucking life. You it's know not what I mean? worth. It's, not, it's just not me. It's a nicotine. Yeah. I have a very addictive personality, as bad as anybody else you know. Right, like I liked the way graffiti looked, so I fucking hammered myself every single night drawing letters until I got. Because I don't have artistic. T- now I have an artistic talent, but it's a a learned talent, not something that was given to me. Like my friend Omens, like all my other graffiti friends that are like super talented individuals, that was a god given talent. That yeah, they they apply themselves and they worked at it, but that's just something that they just were meant to be, and that's why they were good at it. Right, like I I, I my fear was always like I know that I'm gonna get addicted to something. If I really, really enjoy it, like th- this lifestyle, right? Like doing the optic thing. Like I'm addicted to optic. I'm addicted to the esports thing. I'm addicted to like things of, of that nature, Call of Duty or whatever, Minecraft uh, or, or, or whatever. But it's not something that I, it's debilitating. But on the drug side, like I knew that it was never going to lead to that. Like I've been around Coke all my life. You know what I mean? Uh, I've been around, I haven't been really around. It was just not something that appealed to me or not something that I do. One fear that is the fact that I'm like, oh my God, I might like it. I might fucking become a fucking coke addict. You know what I mean? Like that's part one. But part two, I just like this one green stuff just did it for me enough to where I am more creative. I think faster. I think salt, whatever. So for me, it was like, it, you're right. It wasn't an option just simply because I never gave myself that, that option of saying, it's like, you're going to do that. You know what I mean? And those three set of eyeballs are always on me, so I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm in that. Uh, that's like where I'm at now. Is just like, just literally, you have to be honest with yourself of like what you're gonna. Because I was telling everyone in rehab, like I'm not gonna not drink for the rest of my life. There's certain occasions uh, where I'm gonna want to drink, like. Drinking on certain occasions with your friends is fun. Mm-hmm. It makes it fun. And they'd always be like, or it makes it more fun to me. Um, and they'd always be like, why can't you have fun sober? And I'd be like, I can, but it's like, it just, it is what it is. And like alcohol just makes you more relaxed. And like, why don't you, just have, cer- a, why don't you just have a cheese pizza? For certain nights, like it's going to be fun. Yeah. But... The only, you just have to be aware of who you are as a person. And it's like, and that's, you cut it off after that night. As soon as I'm waking up and I'm like wanting to drink, which happened a few times at like the most recent optic house, the immortals house, whatever the fuck. Oh, like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I found myself just being so bored 
that like I would wake up and like start drinking. It's 11 a.m. I'm like downtown, um, and like I'd want to go like downtown day drink yeah, with yeah, like yeah. Mike or like try to convince someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, um, so I'm aware of what my addictive personality can do, but I, I just feel like being so aware of it and learning so much about it is it's like when I ingest something it hits me differently than it does other people some people can like drink a few and they're done i will like i just drink i can just drink and drink and drink but i felt like i wasn't aware of like what that like disease was like even for i never looked at alcohol as a problem but Thinking back, so many nights I went out and would just drink and drink and drink, especially on Adderall, too, and Xanax. But, like, when you take Adderall, you can just drink a fuck ton for whatever reason. Um, But I feel like just being so aware of my situation now and being aware of myself, like, I'm not afraid of, like, dabbling back into, like, the occasional alcohol or the occasion. And people have done it successfully. Most people I've heard can't, but I don't think I'm most people. Um, so I, I know, it's not even like I truly believe, well, I do truly believe, but like I know I'm going to be able to like just dabble back into certain things, whether it's to celebrate with friends, with drinking, or to sleep to help sleep at night mm -hmm. and i'm going to talk to my doctor anyway about like some sort of sleep med um or just i don't know whatever the fuck he thinks um but to just have something as long as it's not affecting my day-to-day -day, um at all then i'll be good um but i have noticed not doing anything i find myself almost getting addicted to minecraft where it's like you come in here and like i'm sitting there it's fucking 9 a.m and i'm playing minecraft i'm turning off my stream and i'm playing minecraft yeah so already i've only been playing like week maybe, and a half yeah week and a half and i'm like i i'm catching that already so last night while driving home i'm like i need to start like going to the gym or exercising or yoga yeah and so instead of these in-between moments of streaming or a video or whatever, like, I'm doing a healthy hab habit. I'm, like, because that's really what people try to replace is, like, their bored moments, they'll replace them with drugs. My bored moment moments now, I'm, like, replacing it with Minecraft. But the, I, I'm, like, already catching myself to be, like, wait, there's so many, like, healthier habits that would make me happier mm -hmm. that I could replace these useless hours. Nothing can make hours. you happier than finding diamonds, Nick. Let's be honest. That might be true. Or debris. Haven't found ancient debris, by the way. Um, but the good thing about, and that's the beauty of Minecraft, right? Like, you can literally be on on your way to go do something but you see something that you don't like so you try to get creative on it and now you have stairs that lead to nowhere you know what i mean that's why that's that's the allure of minecraft has always been for me right the that that sort of thing um but it's good uh, discipline is something that i've always struggled with because i can't be disciplined in every single aspect of my life when it comes to work i have to do it like all the way 
when it comes to graffiti, I had to be disciplined. And I know that I have to draw something once a week, whether it's just a sketch or something that I finish. I have to do that. Uh, you know, obviously, like family and, and all that, that's just something that it's it's natural to me, right? Um, but, like, everything else is that discipline. The only thing I'm not disciplined on that I wish I had discipline for is, like, obviously working out and, and you know. But that's the thing, right? If 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 there was a basketball game every day, I would be at that basketball game every single day to play ball every single day. Because I love basketball, and my discipline to be good at that matches anything else out there. Like, I can't be out there and not score. I can't be out there sucking. Not, not my thing. You know what I mean? Happened with English, too. When I first moved to the United States and I didn't speak English, like, my biggest fear was some girl that I thought was cute not liking me because of my English. So six months, learned it. Another six months, lost the accent. I could not live in a world in which people made fun of me for my accent. No bullshit. So I fucking read and read and practiced and practiced. In my head, obviously, there's too many people around for me to practice and, you know, out loud. But I just couldn't do it. I know that I have a very disciplined brain when it comes to certain things. Unfortunately, it's not to those things that would uh, eventually, like, help me even more, which is obviously, like, health and shit. I just, I'm so disciplined at loving tacos, dude. That's just, what are you going to do? What are you able to do? Like, not like food? I am. Addicted I, I, I don't tacos. think so because I'm addicted to food, 100%. Good food. Everyone to... in America is addicted to food. Yeah. When I see people just eating salads, I'm like, I'm like, I wish I could do that. When I see people running on the streets, I fucking talk shit. What I'm getting, well, I'm only day seven diet. Um, what I'm realizing is, like, with the salad thing, like, you wish you could do it. I have just been feeling like shit from eating poorly so it's like when i have the days of eating like fruits and salads and like meats um and like keeping my carbs like medium my fat's low i feel good and like i'm hopefully getting addicted to that feeling good feeling mm. um so it's i don't enjoy this i they're not bad but like i don't enjoy i enjoy eating that food for 10 minutes much more of course than like eating a salad but what i enjoy more than that and i'm hoping i stick with it is the feeling how you feel when you do eat clean for the rest of the day mm -hmm. for the next morning like that's what i'm realizing like i'm on day seven right now and like i don't even want to cheat today because i'm gonna feel kind of shitty later and i'm not gonna want to stream and i'm i like the high of being productive and feeling clean and light more than I like the food, at least for the last seven days. Last 29 years, I can't say that, but the last seven days, I'm like realizing I enjoy the feeling of just like being feeling lighter and not just feeling better. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. literally just feeling better. I feel shittier when I eat shittier foods. Yeah. You are what you eat, right? No kind of attention to that. Anyway, on that note, we're going to end it right there. Thank you for stopping by, Maniac. I'm glad that uh, the update is good. I'm keeping a close eye on you. Know that. You fucking slip up. I'm beneath it, dude. I'm beneath that ice waiting. Fucking elbows. You call it. Whatever you want. Uh, anyway, uh, again, man, I'm really proud of you. I am. Uh, I mean that. And I hope that you continue your, your journey to be the positive one that it is. And hopefully inspire other people. And I know that you said that you might want to start some sort of community where you can, you know, share your experience with current addicts. Um, so I don't know if, if you do decide to do that, let me know how I can help. Yeah. Um,
I'm very limited in that case, but you know, I'll I'll do what I can. Yeah, Maddie, man. send us away again. Curology, thanks so much for sponsoring the podcast. Certainly appreciate it, and we'll see you guys next week. I think next episode is Alex Perrick, which is going to be obviously an interesting one and a good one. We'll see you guys later. Goodbye. Peace.